Hello, Bill here, welcoming you to a new episode of So Many Bits. After a couple weeks off, we're back with part two of our look at Game Center CX. In this episode, Luis and I will talk about some of the other segments for the show, as well as our favorite episodes that we've seen. If you're just joining now and would like to find out more background about the series, go back to episode 73, where you can find part one of our discussion. And now, on to the episode. We should mention that there's other segments of the show, too. Yeah. Like the... Yeah, so Arino's Challenge is like two-thirds of every episode, but they yeah. mix in a bunch of different segments. I guess the, the biggest one they do is the Let's Go Visit... Yeah, uh, please, please Visit This Game Center, I think right. it's called. Or, if you have to visit a game center, please make it this one. I, it's, it's, it doesn't translate very well. Right, yeah. But that, that one is where they go remote. They go... Arino goes yeah, it's, it's to, a remote like, segment, pretty much. Yeah, and visits, like... It could be an arcade. It could be, like, a, a retro game store. Yeah. Or, or it could just be, like, a convenience store run by a nice old woman in, like, what appears to be some tiny town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, it, it, it's worth noting, too, that all these are, like, recommended by, like, viewers. Where so the beginning of the remote segment is him reading like a postcard, like "Hey, if you're ever in this area, please visit this, visit this place. This is what makes it like unique amongst game centers." And you know, more often than not, it's just like a, it's a candy shop, like run by like an old lady or like an old couple, uh, and it def, uh, it definitely reminds me a little bit of uh, like my family, you know, like my family's from Mexico. So occasionally when I go visit over there, like it is all like, they're, they're, like there's no like big chain convenience stores in certain parts of the country. It's just all like general stores run by like little old people, and a, a, and more often than not they'll have like a metal slug machine, <laughs> uh, and and that's what Arino does. He go he he visits out the joint and he plays whatever games they have, and you know I, I always interpret it as a very kid focused segment because it's like. He's visit like a lot of these shops have like the mini cabinet machines where he has to, like to kneel down and play Metal Slug, mm-hmm. or um, and also it, it shows off a lot of other different type of Japanese amusement machines, like like ten yen pachinko machines or like um, like games of chance, raffle yeah, games. And yeah, stuff there's like a that. lot of games of chance uh, that he'll like spend a lot of time on out there. It's kind of like the equivalent of like the Food Network stuff, like diners, drive-ins, and dives and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where they like they go and they sample some of the local charm of this restaurant, and then you're doing you're doing it here, but just with video games instead. Oh man, uh, I, I I really enjoy when he gets to visit like like proper game centers because I I don't like in America. Those are gone. Yeah, like we don't we don't have arcades anymore. Or game like we never had game centers. We call them arcades, but uh, but in in Japan apparently it's a it's a dwindling thing too, uh, and and you know like in Japan also there's like a very uh, codified image of a game center now, which can be like this just a smoke filled place of like guys in business suits like playing like like doing like horse betting games or like people playing Tekken machines. Uh, 
but he I think he really does go out of his way to kind of go to these like really unique shops and game centers to kind of you know give give you a good sampling of what's what's going on uh yeah I I and also there's other segments in the show that yeah what change. other segments are like, uh, like they're, they're they're a bunch because and they do change seasonally I feel uh like some of my favorites are like and again, this is like a super huge like Japanese dramaticism. Like they had um they had like a treasured memories segment for one season, which like and I imagine they do like a day of shooting and then divide it up in between the ten episodes that they do, like, alright, we're gonna do a sh- day of shooting of you reacting to like these old um NES peripherals. And then they'll dress it up as like you know, memor- like uh, they'll have a, like a narrator talking about like oh memories are are codified uh, of visions of human experience, and if memories are only visions of human experience, what can we say of the items that permeate those memories? <laughs> Here's this NES like joypad now that it, again it's super dramatic in a way that I is silly but like i think they know what they're doing oh yeah yeah they're, they're definitely going for something like there's yeah. the the famicom sniper segment where like oh, that's so good Arino gets like a super scope and he's like trying to look at someone down on the street and figure out what famicom game they're holding based on like the cartridge casing yeah so uh they like the the famicom sniper section they gave him a super super scope but he obviously has, like, binoculars or, like, a telescope taped to it. Yeah. So he can actually... And he'll see, like, a... And it, it's... I guess it's kind of playing off of Golgo 13 a bit. Uh, but he's, like, holding his super scope sniper rifle. And I'm using air quotes there. And he sees, like, a, a trade happening in, happening in the middle of the street. And, like, they... It's, peop, it's people buying Famicom games. And he has to... I. And this challenge is to identify the Kemp Famicom game from his sniper rifle. It's a really silly segment, but I think it's enjoyable. One of my favorite ones is the um, the copy battle segment where it's oh uh, yeah the, where it's yeah. where it's Arino and two production people like and also like a narr- like one of the narrators, which is like a really like popular news broadcaster in Japan, is reading just ad copy for games uh, and. Once, once she reads the ad copy, all these Famicom games on the ground are, like, just scattered about, and people have to choose, like, slap down on the game they choose, and explain why they picked that game would have that ad copy. Like, uh... I'm, I, and, and sometimes they don't, like, really, like, correspond, like, an ad copy. Yeah. Like, they use the word copy in Japan, and apparently you can just be famous from doing, making really good ad copy. But, um... It, 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 I think it's a super entertaining segment. Have you ever seen the uh, parody of that done where they take footage but then they resub it with like different copy? No. <laughs> what like, is that? Like uh, there was ad copy for this PS1 game, Fear Effect 2, where it's like, this game will give you 13 climaxes. <laughs> and so they like they slip that in there and they're using that as part of the the different uh, footage. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, uh, check that out. Check that out. Uh, uh, so the uh, segments yeah. are, are always rotating, though. Yeah, there, there, there's a rotating amount of segments in there. Yeah, so... Game Center CX, uh... 
I, let's talk about our favorite episodes. Sure. So if you want to watch these episodes, first off, there are episodes available through the Retro Game Master DVD, mm-hmm. and there is one uh, U.S. released like pack of uh, Japanese episodes that have been subbed into English, and that's been brought out here. Yeah, and uh, they're not bad episodes either. No. They're, 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 I know some of the uh, the subgroup the so a lot of the if you're if you're gonna watch these episodes, please buy the DVD. Uh, watching these episodes it, again, like Fuji TV has the rights, so you know, and the truth is, you know, watching it's it, you know they they haven't given the rights to the U.S. So like technically we should hey guys we shouldn't be watching these episodes, but we're going to anyway. And well, guess what? We already did, and you can too. Uh, there's no shame in it, but it, it, I think it's worth mentioning, like, hey, this is, let's support the show. Like, if, if you watch a couple episodes, like, really, and, and if you really enjoy it, I, that's the way to do it. Like, yeah. I, I actually want, um, this, uh, this episode of So Many Bits, uh, it finally got me to pull the trigger on buying the DVD on Amazon. So, like, cause, I mean, I, I really enjoy the show. And also, he... He makes an effort to reach out to fans via the Facebook group, like because there's a Facebook fan group that he'll occasionally post in. Uh, I didn't know that. Awesome. Oh yeah, it's 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 wonderfully silly because like every every time we reach a, a milestone of followers, uh, Arena will do this one thing, and I'm pretty sure it's handled by like a production assistant because like the English is like not that great. But Arena like he'll like pose for some pictures. Like there's at one point where like, hey American fans, thank you so much. We're gonna do you. We're gonna show you a little pictograph of how we spend our days. Uh, so it's like they 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 lean into like the Japanese portions of that their life a little bit more. Every morning we have big boxes of sushi and like it's just you know like like just chopping on some sushi and and sometimes to unwind we like to sumo wrestle with each other. <laughs> like they, I mean like. We we shouldn't make that joke, but I'm really glad they made that joke. If they uh, want to own it, they can do that. Oh, no, no, and and it's like Arino like wearing a head headband, like doing the little like knee slaps. <laughs> it, it's super. I mean, it just goes to show that he really does have a sense of humor about like himself and the whole game, like the whole game show. So if you have already bought those DVDs, though, where we find our episodes is sa-gccx.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for the Game Center CX uh, downloads of translated episodes that's done through the Something Awful forums. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be a subscriber to Something Awful to get to the episodes. They're all available on that website, and you can download them from there. Yeah. Uh, but before I found out S-A-G-C-C-X, uh, and there was a, a little blog that would like also save them, too, called uh, GamingCX.com. Uh which is a little underneath the radar, but I always thought it was easier to remember than the SAGC, whatever the acronym is. Uh, see, I already forgot it. Uh, but but those are all good places to kind of stream or, and everyone pretty much torrents these episodes too. And uh, so so like yeah, uh, these are our recommendations for the best Game Center CX episodes. Uh, Bill, what's yours? What's your what's your number three pick? My we each have three. <laughs> My number three pick would be Murderous Intent. Mm-hmm. That's a more recent episode. It's about a detective game released for, I believe, the Famicom Disk System. 
and it just exposes a type of game that didn't really show up too much here on the Nintendo or other video game consoles of like you know investigating a crime and stuff like you would see that in the PC adventure games but not mm-hmm. here and it lets these are the type of games that Arino is best at he does have a, a good sense of reasoning for these puzzles and stuff so like it's him uh, drawing like charts and stuff to keep track of clues and getting hints and stuff yeah and though none are in my top three like the the murder adventure game uh, genre he does like he plays are like any one of those episodes is a good episode because like it's it, it really leans into the story like the narrative of the game and like kind of intertwines it with the show like everyone referring to Arino as like detective Arino. And, like, and he really does kind of have a, a brain for, like, how these games are designed. Another one that I really like is Hokkaido Serial Killings. Ah. That's, um, or uh, Night of the Sickle Weasel, mm-hmm. which, now that I think about it, that should have been my number three pick. What is your number three pick, though? Uh, my number three pick is uh, one of the English translated episodes. It's on the DVD. It's uh, Clock Tower. If you remember, it's a, it was a Super Famicom game. And they made sequels that came out in the U.S., but it's a horror game. And it, uh, I think this is the best episode to introduce new viewers to the show to. I, uh, because it's, it's, it's a bit of a scary game. It, it combines the best parts of a Let's Play and the best parts of, uh, of what Game Center CX is all about. Which is, like, you know, like, the best parts of a Let's Play being, uh, you know these re- these really emotional reactions to like scary things happening in the screen, and also like you know Arno being cheerful and jokey about the whole thing, and you know it's I think it's really good at just kind of being a beginner's guide to Game Center CX. So if if so on top of being my number three recommendation, if you hadn't seen any, if you need to, if you really just like want to know where to start, I think that's the one to start at. Uh, that or SOS, but um, I, I really think uh, Clock Tower because it's a scary game. It, it's 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 a bit better at showing what it's good at. Well, my number two game, or rather, my number two episode would be one of the specials they've done. This is a two-hour special they did where they filmed in the Budokan, one of their uh, bigger arenas in Japan. And this is notable because they cover five different games here, and they kind of do mini challenges for each of those where. It's just like, for example, Punch-Out, beat Soda Popinski, and then they have Super Mario Brothers, and it's like you have to just beat level 8 for mm-hmm. on the original Super Mario Brothers, and uh, like they cover some popular games like the ones I mentioned, and there's a big, big live audience there, which kind of ramps up the emotion and the excitement surrounding like Arino trying to beat each of these challenges. And there are like also live stage segments, too. Like Between the games, they have the producers come out, and do a live performance, either like of one of the songs that have been done for the show, or like a dance or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a pretty great way to see a lot of the cast and a lot of famous games. Uh, I I I never I've never seen that episode, but actually now because I didn't know what it was, but now now I know what that is. I'm gonna go watch it. You, you should, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, my number two pick is the. Ocarina of Time specials, uh, which I think, uh, it, again, like I, I sort of came up with this list with like newer listeners in mind, and Ocarina of Time is like I, I it's a game that's everyone 
everyone's played. Uh, and it's, I, I think that that's the Ocarina. So there's two, there's a part one and a part two because it took Ariana a couple days to finish it. So they, I guess they had enough footage to do two episodes. Uh, and really, I think it's, it's very good. Maybe not as good as the Bodokan, uh, episode in terms of like, kind of like divert, like dividing up these challenges, but it really takes the Zelda narrative and, and it ramps it up a little bit. It, and it takes Arena, Arino's like tenacity. And again, I haven't used this word enough for Arino, but like he, there, he does have like this really, this tenacity for difficult games. And you kind of see him at his best and brightest here. And you, like, as the days go along, you can see him like just get tired, but still like kind of like pushing through uh, like these really difficult games. And I, I think the Ocarina Time episode is where the show does its overblown dramaticism at the best. Because like it talks about like the fiction of Zelda and, and <laughs> like a, like it, and it leans into it. It just kind of like like pushes a little bit more into it. Like like Ari knows like really like defeating this great evil in the universe. Uh, and also, I think it's just a really fun episode. They have some good uh, please visit this game center segments in those episodes too. Excellent. And then in that case, my number one episode recommendation would be Super Mario Brothers three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find, I mean, first off, that's a classic game, a famous yeah. game to take a look at. And I guess for me, this was important because it was so... I guess what I liked about it so much is that I could personally identify with what Arino did in this episode. Uh, when he's playing this game, I mean, normally in most games you go through one level at a time, proceeding mm-hmm. along. But in Mario Brothers 3, there are warp whistles that let you advance drastically far into the game skipping a bunch of levels in the process mm-hmm. and so Arino went and did that he it was he was like oh I'm just going to go advance to the second to last level in the game and that's exactly what I did when I was 8 years old I would be like oh I'm going to go and just get to the second to last level and try and beat that and what you realize once you do that is you haven't developed the skills necessary to beat that level exactly you needed to have played the first seven levels up to that point to get the platforming skills necessary and Arino flounders and has a lot of trouble advancing and that's exactly what i went through yeah the super mario brothers 3 like you can't just go to those end levels because that game along the way teaches you like the these like mechanisms that all just come crash into you at like the last Bowser level. Um, something... Th- is that the episode where they had, like, a magic flute, like, on... that Arino could access? Oh, I don't remember, to be honest. Like, if... if I, I hate to backtrack a bit, but, like, on the Ocarina of Time episodes, uh, and, and they'll do this occasionally on episodes, sometimes they'll give him an item, like, like a physical item, to say, please use this if you need help. And, like, wave this magic wand, like, or for the Ocarina of Time episode, he said, please, please, if you need help, play this Ocarina, and I will come to your side. It says, one, <laughs> it says this, like, really shy, like, 22-year-old production. And at some points in the episode, I was like, okay, set down the controller. I need help. And he picks up this Ocarina he, that he doesn't know how to play and does, like, a fake, like, Ocarina song. And it's, like, the, like this most hilarious, anticlimactic moment where like the shy 80 comes and like 
I'm at your side now. <laughs> uh, and our reaction, like, again, very boisterous to those ADs. Like, what? That's that's all you got to say? And we're going to put this on TV? Uh, all right, so so my number one pick uh, is, is another special. It's the Arino in USA special. Uh, it, and it's it's a big one. It's like two hours long. But uh, and so it's definitely not Game Center CX one hundred and one. It, it like make it's uh it's the special in which uh Ari, Arino decides or the the show goes to the United to the United States to San Francisco then to L A I think uh where in order to celebrate ten years of being on air. And also the American release of the Kotaku episodes, uh, and man, I just there's something that I think that episode's real special because Arino, like, kind of again, like it, it's it's impossible to like not like really describe how Japanese this show really is until like you see them in America because like just custom wise they're dealing with other people. That and it like you could see you could see a little bit of culture clash happening, but you can also see Arino being like genuinely excited to be like in America, just kind of um, they they say he's there observing again air quotes observing the state of gaming in America. <laughs> uh, so he's visiting these American arcades. Uh, he vi- visits uh, Musée Mécanique in uh, San Francisco, which is like a historical arcade like, dedicated to preserving, like, these old, old, like, turn-of-the-century amusement machines, but also you can play Silent Scope if you want. Like, yeah, they have those you know, machines. why not? They, they, have, they have Metal Slug. They have uh, 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 Sunset Riders. Uh, but also they have, like, strong arm machines and, like, you know, like, cowboy shootout machines from, like, the 1930s. When you're but, saying strong arm, you mean, like, arm wrestling, right? <laughs> what, what? Isn't that what everyone calls it? <laughs> That you know over yeah. the top that oh, yeah, the old... film about strong arm competitions. Oh, man, if, if hey, can we have a bad movie podcast? Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's real special because at the end of the episode, like he he meets the American fans, like in an LA arcade, and it's just like this really feel good moment because like it, it's two hours long and it it does like build up to like oh. I, wondering how many fans we're gonna have uh here and and just ha- seeing Arino interact with all these like Americans that like just can like maybe not articulately articulately explain why they love ca- ca- the Cacho but like passionately why they love the show and him it- it's just such a good like feel good moment of like yeah that's why I like that's why I like this show because he's just so cheer like he he doesn't speak a lot of English but even then like he was using like the the set of translation cards one of the running gags for the foreign trips is that they give him like flashcards that he uses completely out of context yeah but even then he's like still funny and making people laugh and like hugging people shaking hands he's so graceful and it it does remind me of, of 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 why I like the uh the, the that show so much and also like a huge chunk of that particular episode is like he plays in order to keep up with the american theme he's playing robocop <laughs> which i played as a kid 
and I could never beat. It was super difficult. And, like, I saw him play it, like, I saw him beat a game that I could never beat as, as a child. And, of course, he's a grown man, but, like, it's still, like, a unreasonably difficult game. And, uh, and, you know, like, he got to the end of it, weirdly enough. So, um, and props to Arino, and again, like, it's, I think the, the, him visiting the USA is, like, the absolute funnest episode. Like, at some point, like, he, like, his 80s take him to a laundromat, because he said, oh, this is where Americans play their arcade games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, that's... That's where I played a lot of arcade games growing up. Is the, like every laundromat I went to, there was a Galaga machine, there was a Street Fighter machine, there was King of Fighters. There was so I, I think it's a it's a fairly accurate thing to say that a lot of these this is where these are located. Um, That's fair. My mine was always a Fuddruckers. <laughs> I I there weren't Fuddruckers where I grew up. No, no, I missed out. Yeah. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> all the Fuddruckers I think are gone. Oh. There might be one in Schaumburg. That's a good name for for a novel. All the Fuddruckers are gone. Yeah. A mystery tale by Luis Medillo. And on that note, I think that brings our episode of So Many Bits to a close. Uh, Luis, if you want to be found either on social media or in person, where can people find you? Uh, social media um, at, at agent underscore Eli. Uh, my team Fraggle, we, we got a couple of shows coming up along... Uh, November, so I'll be posting about them there, and uh, and also my since uh, I don't know the last time we talked, I was doing the Improv Gladiators tournament, uh-huh. and it turns out my team won that. Oh, so excellent. look forward to we don't know the dates, but late this year, early next year, we're gonna have a four week run at the Corn Servatory Theater. Uh, so if you're in the area, keep an eye out for that, and or just tweet at me at Twitter. Who? Hey, are you on Twitter? Let, tweet at me so I can use Twitter more because I I'm I'm real bad about using Twitter, man. I'm gotta, really bad about it. Gotta make content if you want replies, man. Get uh, out there. I'll 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 I'll, I'll tweet a, a, a lame joke. Oh, I retweet Overwatch.txt all the time. Nice. And my followers are blowing up. Uh, that's what it takes. Actually, I should just uh, rep- uh reply or uh, retweet my favorite Twitter account. Uh, fanfic underscore txt. Ah, uh, there you go. It's really good. There you go. Uh, so that's what you're missing out on, guys. Until you follow at agent underscore Eli. Uh, or if you, you see me around town, say hi. Say say hello, Luis. Nice to meet you. I like your talking about video games. <laughs> you're real. You're a real funny dude. That's a, a strong bad reference. Yeah. As far as myself, you can find me by email, so many bits podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, like us on there, we're so many bits. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at so many bits. Download our episodes, we're available on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe or on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out this and other podcasts at the Second Wind Collective. Support independent art, the spirit of Dell compels you. Yo, end rap! <laughs> Pfft, <laughs> <laughs>